Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. It's impossible. It can never be done. Others have tried and failed. Who are you to succeed now? A man tried in 2016 and he died in the effort. Are you crazy? You can't make it. As Colin O'Brady prepared himself for his journey, a chorus of opposition arose, words of doubt and discouragement. And outwardly, these words seemed true. After all, what he was about to attempt was an impossible feat. It would be an arduous task that would take every ounce of determination and strength he could muster. And even then, it might not be enough. No one had ever done it before in the history of the world. Everyone who ever tried failed or died trying. But none of that mattered to Colin O'Brady. He was determined to do what no man had ever done before. He was relentless in pursuit of his dream. And so Colin O'Brady set out on November 3rd, 2018 to become the first man ever in history to cross Antarctica alone without any support. Now, this was no small feat. Using only his own muscle power, he would have to cross 1,500 kilometers of the coldest, windiest, most remote continent on Earth. He would cross from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean via the South Pole. He would endure temperatures as cold as 30 degrees below freezing. That's twice as cold as a deep freezer he would have to pull a 140 kilo pack of supplies and do all of this alone without any support. It seemed impossible, but like Nelson Mandela said, it always seems impossible until it's done. And Colin O'Brady got it done. On December 26, 2018, Colin O'Brady accomplished the impossible. He became the first man ever to cross Antarctica on foot alone without any support. He joins a long list of great men and women who ventured beyond the realm of possibility and became the first to accomplish a feat previously considered impossible. When I read about Colin's achievement, I was inspired. Yet I could not also help thinking, if this is what man can do alone, how much more can I do with God? If man can still achieve feats that were once considered impossible, then what can you and I do with the strength of the almighty God for whom nothing is impossible? Colin accomplished something amazing, but it wasn't something of eternal value. While I admire his relentless determination and his courage, I would never aim at his goals. For one thing, I don't like cold weather. And even though his act was brave and bold, it did not help one single person. It didn't solve a problem in the world. It didn't bring peace to a war-torn nation or reconcile a community in strife. It did not heal a marriage or help a child in need. It did not create any lasting or sustainable benefit to the world. His footprints have already disappeared in the snow. We're left with a picture of a man smiling at the end of his adventure and a moment of inspiration. But every one of us has the opportunity to do more than what Colin O'Brady did. Every one of us has the power to make a real eternal impact in lives, to create lasting, sustainable influence, to bring about hope and healing and help to a world in need. 
For if one man can do the impossible in the physical realm, for no other reason than his own fame, what can you and I do with the power of Almighty God inside of us? What impact can we make in this world that will last for eternity if we will channel relentless courage and determination into truly worthy goals? We will do far more than anyone expected. If we will pursue God's plan with relentless faith, we will change nations, achieve eternal breakthroughs, and accomplish the impossible. If you're ready to take that journey of faith with me, then let's begin today by bowing our heads and asking for God's help. Almighty and everlasting Father, we come before you as your children today in humble surrender and faith. We ask you to move in us and stir in us, take away the limits from our own view, take away the limits from our own hearts and minds and spirits, and give us a vision today of an unlimited, all-powerful God working inside of us to accomplish the impossible. We submit to you now, we bind every voice of the devil that would bring doubt or fear or unbelief, and we submit to you and ask you to loose the power of your Holy Spirit to build in us relentless faith. We thank you now in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. I want to invite you to take a moment and join your faith with mine right now. Just put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Truth for Today. You've picked a great day to join me as we continue our sermon series titled Relentless. Over the last few weeks, we've discovered God's call on our lives to be relentless. We've learned that God has given each one of us a divine purpose in life. And when we become relentless, we can achieve the impossible. But in order for that to happen, we have to have relentless faith. God is the one who does great things in us, but he does it in response to our faith. In fact, great faith in God is the key to a great life. So today, let's discover the secrets that will unlock a greater faith in your life so that you can enter into the greater life God has for you. And to help us discover the power of relentless faith, we've prepared sermon notes. You can download my sermon notes for free from my website and all my social media platforms. And I invite you now, take out your notes and follow along with me as we discover the story of the day the sun stood still and three truths about relentless faith we can learn from this story. Our Bible text for today is taken from the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verses 7 to 14. Now receive the word of the Lord. So Joshua and his entire army left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgal and took the Amorite army by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic, and the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. Then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road. As the Amorites retreated down the road, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstone storm from heaven. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, 
Let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I love this story. I think it's one of the most overlooked stories of faith in the whole Bible. What an amazing prayer Joshua prayed. He dared to ask God to stop the sun and the moon and to extend the day till he could accomplish all he wanted. And God answered him. The Bible tells us that there has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. And that's why I believe this is one of the most amazing acts of faith in history. See, there have been many great acts of faith done by many great men and women of God. There have been times when God raised the dead in response to faith. There have been healings and deliverance and provision given by God in response to faith. But this example of faith in the life of Joshua is unique. It is the only time in history when the day was extended. This is the only time ever that the sun stood still. It only happened once and it will never happen again. But the good news for us is that we can follow Joshua's example and have the same type of results today. We can learn from him and copy the secrets of his relentless faith so that we experience the supernatural today. You may never pray for the sun to stand still, but you can see mighty miracles and powerful results when you stand in faith like Joshua did. So let's discover the three truths about relentless faith and how we can accomplish great things in our lives. And here's your first truth today. The foundation of relentless faith is revelation. Everybody say revelation. Listen to what God says to Joshua at the start of our story in verse 8. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. So the world's most unusual miracle began with a revelation from God, a word from God, and a promise from God. God told Joshua that not one single one of his enemies would escape. God promised Joshua total and complete victory. And the revelation of God's plan and promise gave birth to relentless faith that accomplished the impossible. And here's why this is so important to us. Only what God declares is ours by his word can be claimed by us in faith. In other words, you cannot have faith if it's not based on God's revelation. His word and his promise are the only sure foundation for faith. That's why Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing the word of God. And the word for word in this passage is the Greek word rhema. Rhema means a spoken word from God that reveals. So we can translate Romans 10, 17 like this. No one can have faith without hearing the word of revelation from God. In order for you to have faith, you must have a word of revelation from God. You must have a word from God that shows you his will, his plan, and promise in order to have the faith 
to receive that plan and promise. Without a revelation of God's will, you just have a fantasy or wishful thinking. You have to know God's plan in order to have faith to believe it and fulfill it. You have to know what God wants to give you in order to have faith to claim it. See, the fact is, you cannot claim what does not belong to you. If you try to claim what doesn't belong to you, you're a thief. If you claim what doesn't belong to you, you're coveting. Reminds me of many years ago, I was teaching about faith at our Agape Bible School in Nigeria. I noticed one student on the front row kept staring at my shoe as I taught. Finally, I stopped and I said, son, why are you looking at my shoe? He said, reverend, I'm claiming your shoes by faith. I said, son, I rebuke you. That's not faith, that's coveting. Because you can't claim what doesn't belong to you. You cannot jump up and shout, I claim it, I receive it. If there's no legal basis for you to claim it. If you have a legal basis that proves you own something, then you can claim it. If you don't have a legal basis to prove you own something, then you can't claim that it's yours. But when you know what's yours, you can claim it by faith. You can be bold and declare it and decree it and possess it. You can be the most confident and bold person in the whole universe when you know what's yours. In fact, the deeper the knowing, the bolder the faith. And that's why Joshua could make his bold command to the sun and moon because the God who rules the sun and moon revealed to him what he wanted to do. And when you have a revelation from God about a promise from God, you can be bold in claiming and enforcing that promise. But here's where many of us have failed to understand about faith. We claim what doesn't belong to us and God will not honor claims without a legal backing in his word. Let me give you an example. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, 24, the diligent shall prosper. So if you're diligent, you have a legal divine claim to prosperity. But if you're not diligent, you don't have a claim to prosperity. If you're not diligent, you have no right to jump up and shout, I claim prosperity when you're not fulfilling the legal requirements to prosper. If you do not show up to work on time and you do not do your job well and the boss sacks you, don't blame the devil. You don't have a claim to prosperity. You can go to a hundred prayer camps, pay 50 false prophets and receive 20 dreams and visions, but you will never prosper till you have a legal claim in the spirit to receive it. And that legal claim is based on the Bible, the word of God. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. The Bible is your title deed to the promises of God. It is the revelation you need to claim God's promises in relentless faith. Here's another example. In Luke 6:38, Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. When you give, you have a legal claim to receive. But if you're not giving, you can't claim receiving. A lot of people today jump up and shout, I receive, I receive, but they're not doing what is required to have a legal claim to receive. So here's what you need to understand. In order to claim what is yours, it requires that you know what is yours. And you can only know what is legally yours by the revelation of the word of God. That's why Paul prays for us in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. Listen to his prayer. 
I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Paul prays for all of us that we will have a revelation of what is ours in Christ because the truth is you won't possess what you don't perceive. That's the lesson we can learn from the tragic but true story of a man named Timothy Henry Gray. The dead body of Timothy Henry Gray was discovered on December 27, 2012, lying under a bridge in his hometown of Evanston, Wyoming, USA. When police examined the scene, they found no evidence to suggest a murder. There was no sign of foul play and nothing to suggest that Timothy Henry Gray had been attacked. It seemed like he had simply died from malnutrition and exposure to the cold. Most people who heard about Timothy's death outside alone under a bridge in the cold were not surprised. After all, he was a pauper, a poor, lonely, old, homeless man who slept outside and begged for food. At least, that's what it appeared. But what most people didn't know was that Timothy Henry Gray was in fact a member of the powerful and wealthy Clark family. He was a great-grandson of William Clark, the man who founded the city of Las Vegas. He was a nephew to Huguet Clark, a woman worth over 300 million U.S. dollars with property in New York City and California. At the time of his death, it is estimated that Timothy Gray was set to inherit as much as 19 million U.S. dollars. He was not a poor man at all. He had the potential of millions of dollars as his inheritance. But you will not possess what you don't perceive. And Timothy Gray didn't know the riches available to him. He didn't perceive the potential of his inheritance. So he never possessed any of the money and he died empty-handed. Before you condemn Timothy Gray as a fool, consider your own situation. You have the greatest treasure of all time right at your fingertips, the Word of God. It contains all the revelations of our potential inheritance in Christ. In the pages of the Bible, we learn the great power and promise and plan of God to bless us and supply us and fill us and use us and meet us. Yet because we don't receive God's revelation, we don't receive our inheritance. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. Understanding is essential to receiving. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 13, 13, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. Their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Because these people had no revelation, they had no healing. Because they had no understanding, they had no healing. And Jesus continues talking about these people who lacked understanding in verse 19. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. 
You see, friends, it's possible to hear God's word but not understand it. You can sit in church every Sunday all year long without obtaining a revelation of the truth you hear. And without the revelation of what God has given to you, you cannot have relentless faith to receive it. That's why the Bible links success in life to understanding. In Colossians 1, 9, and 10, Paul writes, I ask God to fill you with the wisdom and understanding the Holy Spirit gives. Then your lives will please the Lord. You will do every kind of good work and you will know more about God. Relentless faith requires revelation. You need to go to God today and ask him for revelation. Ask him to show you in his word the plans and purposes he has for you this year. You need to get into God's word and let God speak to you so that all that he has for you will come to pass. And when you hear God's word, then you're ready for our second truth about relentless faith. And it's this, the force of relentless faith is realignment. Everybody say realignment. See, when Joshua got a revelation of God's plan, he then adjusted his response according to what he understood. He realigned his expectations. He realigned his actions to fit in with the revelation. Listen to how our story continues in verse 12. Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. Joshua realigned his actions based on his revelation. God had told him that not one of his enemies would stand before him. And Joshua knew that for that to happen, he needed more time. He was guaranteed victory, so he adjusted his schedule and made room for the miraculous. Without God's revelation, this prayer seems unreasonable, even foolish. Without God's promise, this prayer seems impossible. But when you understand what God said to Joshua, then Joshua's response makes sense. And if you want relentless faith to carry you to success, you have to do the same thing. You have to realign your plans for your life based on revelation. Revelation alone won't get you victory. Revelation alone won't bring you success. Revelation alone won't accomplish the impossible. You can have revelation morning, noon, and night, but it's not enough on its own. Your response to God's revelation is the key. You have to realign yourself to the revelation in order to get the result. But you see, the truth is, revelation without realignment leads to regret. If you know what's available, but you don't make room to receive it, you'll end up with regret. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of McDonald's restaurants, the world's most famous hamburger restaurant. McDonald's was founded in 1937 by two brothers named Richard and Maurice McDonald. They had an amazing vision of a new type of restaurant. In fact, they are the pioneers of what we call fast food restaurants. Well, McDonald's was very successful, and the McDonald brothers made a lot of money. But even though they had a revelation that changed the restaurant industry, they lacked one basic component that would have led them to even greater success. Richard and Maurice McDonald were unwilling to realign themselves to take advantage of the revelation they had about fast food restaurants. They only wanted to open a few branches of their hamburger restaurant. 
They resisted making any changes to their stores, even while their business boomed. Their great idea could not fulfill its true potential without a willingness to adjust. So eventually, Richard and Maurice McDonald sold McDonald's to a man named Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc paid the two McDonald brothers $1 million each and took over the McDonald's business. He built on the revelation that Richard and Maurice had and was able to realign the business for greater growth. And in the end, Ray Kroc succeeded far beyond the McDonald brothers. You see, Ray Kroc paid them each $1 million for their company. But then Ray Kroc turned around and made over six hundred million dollars for himself. Today, McDonald's operates in about 120 countries around the world and has annual sales in excess of 20 billion dollars. The McDonald brothers had a revelation of a successful fast food restaurant model, but they were unwilling to make the realignment necessary to go to the next level. And if you want to go to the next level in your faith, you have to be willing to realign your life to match the revelation of God. You must be willing to leave your comfort zone. You have to be willing to step outside the natural and into the supernatural. For if you're able to accomplish your vision in your own natural strength, with your own natural abilities and education, then your vision is too small. If your vision can only be accomplished with God's involvement, then you have a vision that pleases the Almighty. That's what we learn in Hebrews 11:6 when the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. Your vision, your destiny, and your life can only bring praise to God when relentless faith is involved. And relentless faith requires realignment of your thinking, your priorities, and your goals. So here's the truth you need to pack up at home with you today. There must be a shift in your life to see the supernatural in your life. To go to the next level of life, don't ask, what is possible? Ask, what does God think is possible? That's why the Bible says in Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. The impossible becomes possible with God. Anything can happen when you get God involved. When you shift your thinking, you will see the supernatural in your thinking. You'll see a divine download of new thinking and you will have the mind of Christ. When you shift your attitude, you will see the supernatural in your attitude. You'll see the power of the Holy Spirit invade your heart and you will want to do his will. When you shift your actions, you will see the supernatural in your actions. You'll see miracles, signs, and wonders. So do not ask today, how can I make this happen? Ask, how can I align with God to see this happen. For if you want to see healing, you've got to pray for the sick. If you want God to use you, you must start to serve. If you want to be anointed, you must make room for the anointing. That's why 1 Corinthians 1, 7 to 9 tells us, now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says and he's invited you into partnership with his son, 
Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I'm here to declare to you today, you already have what you need. You have every spiritual gift you need. You have the power of God to keep you strong to the end. You have a partnership with the Lord Jesus Christ. You just need to rise in faith and tell the sun to stand still. Tell the moon to stay in place. Tell the lies to keep quiet. Tell the devil to flee. Realign your faith to become relentless. To get to where you want to go in life. You need to rely on the supernatural power of God. What you can achieve on your own won't get you where you need to go. But God can accelerate you into new realms when you have revelation and you realign to the revelation. You just need to shift your life to release the supernatural that God has already promised you. And when you release the supernatural, it leads to our third truth today. The fulfillment of relentless faith is relentless Pursuit. Everybody say pursuit. Here's how our story ends in Joshua 10, 13. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. So first came the revelation. Then came the realignment. Then came the relentless pursuit. When Joshua knew what God wanted to do and made the changes that were necessary, then he could pursue the vision in faith knowing that God would accomplish all that he needed. For the fact is, God's power is aligned with God's purpose. When you know you are pursuing God's purpose, you can be sure of God's power. Joshua pursued the victory till it was accomplished. His army stayed on the battlefield, fighting till every enemy was defeated. And the same is true for you. As long as you keep pursuing, God keeps working. As long as Joshua fought, God held the sun and moon in place. As long as Israel pursued the enemy and fought for victory, God kept fighting for them. In fact, the Bible says in Joshua 10, 14, surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. And as long as you are relentless in pursuit of God's vision, God's dream, and God's destiny for your life, God will never, ever stop working. He will help you and support you and strengthen you. He will fight for you and uphold you. And God is doing miracles on your behalf. I release it into your life right now to everyone pursuing the will of God. God says, I'm with you. I'm fighting for you. See, that's the thing about relentless faith. Relentless faith comes from a relentless God. We have the strength to endure because God endures. We have the power to be relentless because God is relentless. That's why Isaiah 40, 28 to 31 tells us, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. For the strength to pursue comes from God. That's why Hebrews 12 says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
And today, you and I can be relentless because our God is relentless. When you keep your eye on Jesus, you will win in the end, no matter where you came from, no matter how many obstacles you face, no matter how the devil fights against you, you will finish the race. You will win the prize. That's the lesson we can learn from the inspiring true story of a woman named Wilma Rudolph. Wilma was born to a very poor family. She was child number 20 out of 22, born to her mother. Hey, When she was four years old, she contracted polio. The nearest hospital that could treat her was 80 kilometers away. Her mom would carry her there twice in a week. Wilma had to wear braces on her legs. Every night, her mother would come home from work and massage Wilma's little legs, trying to keep the polio from shrinking the legs. Every night, Wilma's mother would tell Wilma, you're going to walk without crutches. You're going to walk without pain. Her mother was relentless in faith. Her mother was relentless in pursuit of her dream. Her mother was relentless in hope. And because her mother would not give up, Wilma did not give up. Because her mother was relentless, Wilma became relentless. In fact, Wilma not only started walking without crutches, eventually she also started running. At 12 years of age, she was finally able to shed the leg braces, and she started competing in athletics. She joined a running team and earned a place on the U.S. Olympic team. And in 1960, Wilma Rudolph, former cripple, became the first American woman ever to win three gold medals at any Olympics. When Wilma was a child, she could have been unhappy. She could have said, I've not been given the opportunity like others. She could have said, I'm child number 20 out of 22. No one has time for me. She could have focused on her handicaps compared to others. And if she had focused on those negative things, she would have quit in defeat. But Wilma refused to allow unhappiness to enter her heart. She knew her time was coming. If she would just keep running, just keep trusting, just keep praying, just keep obeying, she knew she would make it. Let me tell you something, friends. As long as you put your eyes on what you don't have, you'll live in the place of defeat. If you keep reminding yourself that you don't have enough money or you don't have enough strength or you don't have enough wisdom or you don't have enough energy, then you're going to be defeated. You'll never do anything. You'll give up and quit the race. But if you'll reach up for a revelation from God, relentless faith will take hold in your heart. And if you'll realign your life to fit God's vision, relentless faith will take over in your life. And when you are in relentless pursuit of God's vision and plan, then he will never fail you. He will keep on working and keep on fighting for you till all his plans come to pass. And when you possess relentless faith, you will get what God promised. For his promise to you today in Hebrews 6.12 says, we want you to be like those who because of their faith and endurance will get what God has promised. Be relentless in your faith for your God is relentless to fight for you. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up everyone watching and listening today. I pray your Holy Ghost will come down now 
Speak to our hearts and stir us. Show us the revelation of what you desire for our lives. Show us your revelation of what inheritance we have. And give us faith today, Lord. Give us a faith that doesn't look at our circumstances, but looks at your word. Help us to realign our actions, our thoughts, and our attitudes. Help us to shift, O oh Lord, to realign with your revelation. Give us courage to be relentless in our pursuit of those things you've promised to us, that what you've revealed to us, that what we've realigned to accomplish, that we will not give up in chasing after it, but we will pursue it with relentless faith. We thank you now, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here, we're here.